You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're going to be talking about endings and beginnings and the time in between, the transition between. Um, which some people like to call change, and, and I purposely call it endings and beginnings, and I'll share why in a moment. But that's our topic for today. If you have any questions or want to share your thoughts on change, give me a call at 866-451-1451. So change, the word alone change can cause stress in people. Uh, there are some people who thrive in change. Uh, but most of us, as a general rule, most of us as human beings don't like change. We dread change. Uh, and we, uh, we do everything we can to avoid change. Uh, we like to feel comfortable. And we like to feel that somehow we're in control of our life. And change shakes that up. Uh, anything that could disrupt our control and, and our feelings of comfort can cause stress and resistance. Change is the unknown, and we can't control the unknown. Even when the change is something that is good, so for example, the birth of a, a long-awaited child is a, is a wonderful change, um, that can cause stress. Uh, we can't control what's going to happen once the, once the child comes. And when we feel out of control, our biggest fears can surface. So we end up staying in the job that we hate, in the relationship that makes us doubt our own self-worth. We stay in a community that doesn't make our hearts sing with the mentality, quite frankly, that the devil we know is better than the devil we don't. Uh, so our own sense of wanting to control uh, prevents us from, from following our dreams. What I found is really interesting, though, is that sometimes the universe takes things out of your own hands uh, and brings it into theirs and brings about the changes that can help you uh, move forward in your life. So we may get laid off or have a company close, and all of a sudden that job that uh, we hated is no longer there, and we don't have a choice anymore. It's time for us to make a change and find a new job. Uh, the person that we're dating may break up with us, and even though we 
we didn't feel our best in that relationship. Uh, you know, we may lament the loss of that relationship uh, and be forced to look within and look look outside for for a new relationship. Or we may even have to leave our community that we're in for some reason. Maybe an aging parent needs our help and we have to move to a different location. But the universe can make change come about when we resist it. Uh, It also makes change come about when we need it to grow and evolve. Um, What I've noticed with a lot of people is when change comes into their life, they'll respond with a variety of negative reactions and emotions. Uh, They may dig in and resist the change. I refuse to acknowledge this. I'm going to keep doing things the way I've done it um, and just resist making the change. They may have feelings of resentment and anger. They might fight it or deny it. Um, And in some cases, they may feel discouraged or depressed. Uh, So there are a lot of negative emotions that can come up with change. Um, there's, there's also positive emotions. We'll talk more about it, but what happens when you respond to change in a negative way? If you're digging in, if you're fighting it, if you're denying it, um, what happens is that change becomes a lot more difficult, uh, when we're denying it or when we're resisting it, we, we may miss opportunities for help or guidance. So things may be coming to us. People may be coming to us. Opportunities could be coming to us. But because we're so focused on denying the change and resisting the change, we're not open to hearing or seeing the opportunities that are coming to us. And we miss those. We may actually end up attracting more negative stuff to us. So I don't know if you've ever noticed that when you are unhappy about something, uh, it seems like more, and I'll put it in quotes, bad stuff seems to come our way. Uh, so we may be angry in the morning because our coffee order got messed up and it's not what we wanted. And then as we're driving to work, we get a flat tire and on our way of getting out of the car, we spill that coffee that we didn't want in the first place all over our clothes. And it's not even eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and yet your day has started with this negative, negative flow of energy. Even, even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, you have to admit that our perspective tints everything that we encounter. Uh, and so if we go in with a negative perspective, if we go in feeling bad about something, then everything else that we see or encounter along the way will, will have that bad or negative perspective as well. Another thing that happens when uh, we resist change is that we may not see clearly the realities of our current situation or the situation that has just changed for us. So, for example, uh, if we were dating somebody that didn't make us feel that great about ourselves and maybe made us feel unworthy or unwanted, sometimes we see people who, after the relationship is over, they start idolizing the ex and saying, oh, he was so wonderful or she was so amazing. And remembering the the handful of good times that you had together and conveniently forgetting the negative aspects of the relationship. So when we are resisting change, we sometimes shut off our ability to see both the positive and the negative of the situation that's changing for us. We may also get stuck into the past. So remembering how something used to be, 
uh, and kind of reliving, you know, the glory days or the good old days and everything was so wonderful. Very similar to not seeing the realities of the current situation, right? We get stuck in the past. We try to hold on to that and live in it. And we miss what is in front of us right now, which might be even better. And I think the last thing that happens is when we resist or deny change, we actually can make the change process last longer than it needs to be. Uh, and we can increase our discomfort at the same time. So change may never feel wonderful when we're going through it, but when we are fighting it, um, that, that level of discomfort increases. So we make it last longer. Uh, and, you know, we're slowly picking the Band-Aid off instead of just ripping it off really quickly and getting it over with. Here's the thing about change. And I'm sure every single one of you has had either this experience yourself or has had somebody say this to you. At that time, this wasn't what I would have wanted, whatever it is, right? But today I am so happy that it the change happened. I wouldn't be doing or having X today if it hadn't happened. So every single one of us when we get through the change can look back and see clearly the benefit that the change has brought to us. And in some cases, that benefit has brought us so far ahead on our life. We've, we have a new job that challenges us and provides us with more income and fits more with our passions, or we're in a relationship that's far better than what we had ever had before. Um, so today we're going to talk about change and, and really a different way of looking at it and living through the change. So give us a call at 866-451-1451. Share how you've handled change in your life and the blessings that you've received. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll keep talking about change. Stay tuned. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to 
win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'Ecole des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. And we're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. And today we're talking about endings and beginnings, otherwise known as change, and how to manage and handle the transition uh, from one ending and a new beginning. I will tell you uh, from a shaman's perspective, and for those of you who aren't familiar with a shaman, a shaman is someone who works with the spirit world to practice divination and help individuals and communities heal and grow. Um, Every indigenous culture in the world has had shamans. Uh, They've been called a variety of different things, witch doctors, medicine men and women, shamans, healers. Um, From a shaman's perspective, Change is an opportunity for us to really go deeper into our consciousness and discover who we are at our core. Uh, Shamans believe that we're here to learn and grow and that the universe presents opportunities for us to do so. So as I mentioned in the the first part of the, the show today, we as humans usually like being comfortable. We like having our routines. We like feeling like we're in control and everything. And those are the times where most often we are not learning or growing, or at least not learning and growing significantly. Um, so this belief that the universe is presenting us opportunities to, to learn and grow and to evolve is a positive way to look at a change, right? Well, I know when change comes into my life, I do my best to look at it from that perspective. This is something new coming in. It's an opportunity for me to try something different. It's an opportunity for me to go inward and see where my personal strength is and really what I'm capable of as a human being in, in terms of dealing with whatever the change is. Um, as an example, uh, in 2009, uh, in the middle of the recession that we had here in the United States, I was working for a consulting firm and um, times were pretty tough with the consulting firm and we, we didn't have any new projects coming in at all. Money was really tight uh, throughout the firm and what ended up happening was when a project ended, the people who were working on that project, if they could be moved to another project, which there weren't many opportunities for that, they would be moved and the rest of the people would be put on furlough which basically was letting them go. Uh, Furlough was for a period of three months uh, where if a new project came in and they needed to staff that project, you could be um, taken off of furlough and come back to work full time with the same level of benefits, accrued vacation time, et cetera, as when you went on to furlough. Uh, So I was in a situation where my project ended and there was no work. And so I was put on furlough. At the time, I owned two houses, and uh, while I had some money in savings, it wasn't going to last. I knew it wasn't going to last long with two mortgages to pay plus all the day-to-day expenses of living, Um, and I kind of freaked out. I'm not going to lie. I immediately cut back on everything. I, I looked at what services I could cancel you know, do we really need, you know, television? Do we need the home security? Cut back as much as possible. 
and then spent hours every single day sending out resumes to any possible job out there. I was coming from a place of pure desperation. Um, Two months into the furlough, I hadn't gotten a single response for any of my resumes and um, was so knotted up in fear inside that all I could do was spend hours searching through the help wanted uh, postings online. And then when I wasn't doing that, I was playing solitaire and other mindless games just to numb myself from what I was feeling. So not a very positive way to, uh, to look at change. Um, and then one day, however, I woke up and I realized, huh, I've never actually had a time before where I'm not working and I really don't have any responsibilities except for, you know, my day-to-day responsibilities for myself. And I decided to view the furlough time as a gift, a time for me to do something special for myself. Uh, I realized I had a lot more freedom than I had thought. And that for the first time ever, if I wanted to say go on a vacation, I could do so without having to worry about what's going on with the client and is the work getting done and are there any problems or anything like that. So I took a look at my airline miles and my hotel points and I had enough to go to Japan for two weeks and not spend a dime except for food. And actually the hotel gave me a free breakfast and they had a happy hour every night that served as my dinner. So all I had to do was buy my lunch every day. And if I had been staying at home, I would have been buying my lunch anyway. So why not do it in a country that I'd always wanted to visit? So I flew over to Japan. I actually told myself I was saving money because I wasn't buying breakfast and dinner and was there for two weeks traveling around, visiting a variety of sites, uh, meeting up with some friends of a friend, uh, getting some tours of the area and ended up having an amazing time. I felt lighter and happier and actually felt like I was doing the best possible thing I could uh, during this furlough. When I landed back in San Francisco, uh, there was an email waiting for me from the company. Uh, my furlough was over uh, that next day, and there was no there were no positions available. Uh, so I was out of a job. But amazingly enough, uh, they had decided to start instituting severance pay for people who were let go, uh, which was something they hadn't been doing. And they notified me that I would get six months pay. So all of a sudden, I had all of the pressure of my financial situation taken off my shoulders. I had six months of pay coming in. And then two weeks later, I got a job. So I truly believe that my shift in perspective, the fact that I was enjoying the furlough and having fun with it, allowed me to more easily find a job when I was coming from a place of desperation for two months, right? Coming from that place of desperation, I didn't have a single nibble. I got back, I sent out just a couple resumes, got a bite on one of them, and then started a new job a couple weeks later. Now, did I want to lose my job and have the risk of losing my home? Of course not. Nobody wants that, right? And I, I certainly wouldn't have chosen to have that happen to me. But what I realized, it was a lesson in trust for me. So trusting and releasing the fear and embracing the uncertainty and viewing it as an opportunity to do something different, having fun with it, then all of a sudden things started to fall into place for me.
So we are going to take a quick break. We'll talk more about change and navigating through change when we come back. Give us a call at 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted. And every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, no, there is hope. There is help. There is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful. Happy. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today we're talking about endings and beginnings, otherwise known as change, and we were talking just before the break about changing your perspective um, and how that can help you navigate change uh, in a more positive type of way. And I wanted to share one more story. Uh, I've mentioned my accident on the show a few times uh, it was three, a little over three years ago, I was walking across the street in downtown San Francisco in the crosswalk. I had the walk signal and a guy in a minivan hit me at 25 miles an hour. I rode on the hood for a while and, uh, and then fell to the ground and had a number of broken bones and injuries. I ended up being out of work for three months, uh, stuck on my couch for six and, uh, on crutches for eight and in some form of a cast for 14. The doctors actually didn't think that I would be able to walk unaided ever again, that I'd have to use a, a cast or, or a brace or something or crutches. And there was plenty of time when I was sitting on that couch or laying on that couch, because I had six months where my butt was stuck to the couch, there was plenty of time for me to go into an all-in pity fest and feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to lie. I did go there a couple days, um, but I didn't, I didn't want to go into that. I actually chose to look for the positive in the situation. And while there wasn't much that I could find initially, there was one thing that I found 
immediately. And that was the driver, the man who hit me. Um, he had no driver's license. He had no insurance. He had borrowed the van from a buddy of his and the buddy didn't have any insurance on the van. And he was legally blind in one eye. Um, and he was undocumented. He was an undocumented immigrant. Uh, so he had a number of, uh, I'm going to say negative strikes against him and things that probably could cause him to get at the very least a, a pretty nasty ticket. And in spite of all of that, he stopped and he waited with me. He tried to help me out of the road, but I didn't, I wasn't in a position to be moved. Um, he stopped, he waited, he wanted to make sure that I was okay. And, uh, quite frankly, I don't know what it's like where you live, but we do have a problem of hit and runs in San Francisco and he could have easily have chosen to do that, but he didn't. And that fact that he stopped and waited really comforted me initially when, when I was recovering from the accident, because it helped me see that it truly was an accident, uh, that this person who hit me was a decent human being who had, had made a mistake. Uh, and that allowed me to get through my healing process without being bitter or angry or falling into a, a victim mentality. So a quick overview there. There's a lot more detail in my book, This Trip Will Change Your Life, A Shaman's Story of Spirit Evolution, if you want to read more about it. Uh, but the key lesson for me was that it's really important to change perspective and keep that positive attitude because that helps us get through. So. I've been talking about it as endings and beginnings. And, and why do I call it that? Uh, I call it that because every change in our life is a transition point where one thing stops being the same and another door opens up for something new to come in. So one thing ends and another thing begins. It could be the ending of anything, right? A job, a relationship, uh, being single, um, being unmarried, uh, it could be all sorts of things, but whatever it is that's ending, there's always something new or different coming in. And think about that. If you stop and really think about every change you've gone through in your life, there's something new coming in. When I think about it that way, it gives me hope. It gives me hope that whatever that new thing that's coming in is going to be better in some way, shape or form, um, at the, or that there's some kind of gift waiting for me. So I know I've talked a lot, uh, about my life recently, but just to, again, another example in the last year and a half or so, um, I've had a number of endings and then have discovered what the beginnings are from them. So one ending was I ended my consulting job. Uh, I had been working as a consultant for many, many years and decided it was time to stop. And so I ended that, that was a choice I made. And the beginning was working fully for myself rather than just doing, uh, my shamanic work and my, my healing and coaching work on the side, I was jumping in and taking that leap and doing it 100% for me. I also ended and walked away from having my apartment in San Francisco. So I walked away from having a dedicated home in a city that I love. And instead what the beginning was for me was having the opportunity to take a trip around the world. Uh, and going to places that brought me joy and spiritual growth uh, and working while I was doing it, right? But again, one ending, another beginning. 
I also stopped or ended worrying about what the, and I'm going to put this in quotes, proper way of living was. Uh, we, we are told and we see all around us how, how we should live. We should have the home and the picket fence. Uh, we should have, you know, the spouse and the kids and the dog and all of that. And, and I was definitely bucking that trend. Um, but I, I decided to end worrying about it and instead really embrace how I live and what brings me joy. I ended hiding my gifts and who I was. Uh, I had com uh, compartmentalized my shamanic and healing work uh, and kept it away from my consulting work and uh, really felt like I had, you know, two personalities or wore two different masks depending on what the situation was. And I said no more to that. And I ended that and opened the door to telling my story through my book, through my blogs, through this radio show, right? And then funnily enough, I ended up ending my homelessness. I joke around that I was homeless after I gave up my San Francisco place um, and now have a home. Actually, I have a couple of homes. I have a home here in Guatemala and I have a home in San Francisco. So lots of endings and beginnings. And when you look at this list, you could say that, well, those are all really good things. And of course, you're going to be positive about them. But the reality is I wasn't always positive about it. I felt fear or nervousness uh, during all of these changes. That's natural. Um, but what I did was try to keep my perspective on the positive and the infinite possibilities that lay ahead of me. You know, when I quit my job, I didn't quite know. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do for my work. I had been doing my shamanic work on the side, but I didn't quite know what it was going to look like. And over the past 18 months or so, it's really unfolded in a way that I could never have imagined. So we are going to take another quick break. If you have examples of endings and beginnings in your life and how you've managed them, give me a call at 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Patricia Fayeweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline, and she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes, and she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. -E -E and play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Leip is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Leip's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. 
A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today we're talking about endings and beginnings and the time in between, which is the time of change. And um, what happens? What happens when we think of change as an ending and a beginning? How does that shift our perspective? Well, for starters, we can begin to see the opportunities. Uh, We can see that something new is coming in and we can be more open to whatever it is that's coming our way. It helps open the door for more good to come in. Uh, when we're positive, when we're thinking about it as a new, a new adventure, for example, and have that perspective, we can attract more of the same coming to us. We're also able to better assess whatever it is that's ending. Uh, with the job that I was furloughed from, I realized that the company had been shifting direction away from the strategy work that I had been doing to more of a technology consulting work. And in all honesty, that was something that didn't appeal to me. I'm not a technology consultant. I'm a strategy consultant. So I would have been a square peg in a round hole anyway. We can also start to see what's in front of us and we can begin to minimize the painful part of the transition between the ending and the beginning. Now, that's not saying that there won't be any pain or difficulty. Um, Those may still be part of the transition as we go through it, but you can actually feel much stronger going through it when you have that positive perspective. So, how can you work through that fear or difficulty during a transition time? Well, I think first and foremost, recognizing that you are transitioning between an ending and a beginning is important acknowledging that you're going through a change, acknowledging that something in your world might be out of control right now, um, but also knowing that you're going to get through it, right? As you have every other time, some kind of changes come into your life. Give yourself permission to feel whatever it is that you need to feel. So if you need to mourn the loss of the ending, whatever that ending is, mourn it. Allow yourself to cry. If, if you feel angry about whatever it is that's ending, feel your anger. Let, you, let yourself express your emotions. Let them flow through you so they don't actually get stuck in you and don't weigh you down. So spend some time mourning or anger or whatever the emotion is that you need to have. And it could be positive too. If you're excited, let that excitement flow through you as well. But feel what it is that you need to feel uh, about the change. But, and here's an important point, especially for those, uh, I'm going to call them more negative or detrimental emotions, don't get stuck in those emotions or become a victim to whatever it is that's ending. So again, when I had my accident, I could have decided that I was a victim and I could have just wallowed in self-pity or anger or resentment and had that eat away at me for the six months that I was stuck on the couch. The reality is if you do something like that, you're actually just hurting yourself more. So focusing on feeling the emotions you need to feel, releasing them and knowing that you're strong and that you can tap into that inner strength that you have um, so that you have the hope and positivity for whatever it is that's beginning in your life, whatever that new thing is that coming is coming in. 
We've talked in the past about limiting beliefs on, on other shows, and this is an excellent time when we're going through change for old fears and limiting beliefs to come up, right? It's when we're feeling our most uncertain, when we're not feeling that we're strong, even though we are strong, that old habits can come right back to us. So be aware of that. Take a look around and say, gee, what is coming up for me during this time of change? What fears are coming up? What limiting beliefs are coming up? Uh, this, this ending, whatever it is that's ending and this new beginning may be an opportunity for you to address some old fears or limiting beliefs and put them to rest. Uh, and, and release something that perhaps you've been carrying around for, for quite some time, for many years. So look for those old fears. Look for the limiting beliefs. Be able to name them and acknowledge them, recognize them, and then determine how best to release them. You can also look for ways that you've gotten through something similar in the past. So when I quit my consulting job, even though it was my choice, it was stressful for me. I was worried about whether or not I'd make enough income to support myself, if um, if I was going to be um, be homeless or anything along those lines, right? So I worried about that stuff. But then I remembered that when I was furloughed, how everything fell into place for me once I shifted to having that more positive perspective. And I carried that memory with me. Right? I reminded myself often that I've been through a situation where I haven't had a regular monthly income and I came out completely fine on the other side. And it gave me this sense of personal strength and, and even a familiarity with the situation, right? Oh, you know what? This isn't completely new. I've kind of sort of been here before. It's not exactly the same, but it's close enough that it feels familiar uh, and it's no longer a complete unknown for me. So Look for ways that you've gotten through a, a similar situation. And if it's a situation where you don't have any type of personal experiences that you can draw from, look for examples of how other people have done so. So maybe your family members, a family member or a friend, uh, maybe someone you look up to or admire, or even a total stranger, right, that you read about on Facebook or something, has gone through a similar situation, Seeing how another person has gotten through a transition and is now in a new beginning, a new phase of their life can give you confidence and even ideas uh, on how you too can transition and what you might look like or be like when you get through the transition into whatever that new beginning is, right? So look for those. I, I have a client who has gone through a number of transitions, uh, endings and beginnings. And she also keeps in mind an image of herself as one of her heroes who has accomplished what, what it is that she wants to accomplish. And she uses that every single time. And, and she says it gives her a great deal of inner strength and, and positivity and a belief that she can get through it. You know, the other thing is don't be afraid to ask others for help when you're going through a transition. So when I was transitioning from a San Francisco apartment dweller to my nomad life and then back to a San Francisco Guatemala dweller, um, I relied heavily on, on friends for that, right? I needed places to stay. I needed people to bounce ideas off of. And sometimes I just needed reassurance that, yep, this is the right thing for me to do. So don't be afraid to ask others. I, 
I truly believe that people want to have the opportunity to help one another, um, but don't know how to offer or to ask. Uh, we're afraid of insulting somebody by offering help. So, and, and yet we feel really amazing when we're able to help another person. So as someone who's really independent, I will tell you it was difficult for me to ask for help at first. Uh, I felt that somehow, you know, it weakened me, but then I realized that I was wrong, right? So many people were happy to help me and be part of my journey. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to, when we come back from the break, we are going to continue talking about how we can work through fear or difficulty during a transition. Uh, give us a call at 866-451-1451 if you have suggestions or ideas or a question. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Dupula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapula strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and you're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. Today we're talking about endings and beginnings and how to manage the transition and change time in between the two. And before the break, we were talking about how you, in fact, can work through the fear and difficulty during that transition time. Uh, we talked about recognizing that you're transitioning, giving yourself permission to feel what you need to feel, uh, but not getting stuck in negative emotions that can bog us down, uh, looking for old fears and limiting beliefs, and looking for ways that you've gotten through something similar in the past, um, and asking for help when you need it. Some other things that you can do is look for the gift in your situation. So this will help give you hope and at times maybe the one thing that helps keeping you move forward if you're in a really tough time. So for example, like me on the couch after my accident, holding on to that image and belief that 
the man who hit me because he stopped in spite of all of the, the, um, I'm going to say practical negative things, not having a license, insurance, et cetera, uh, really gave me hope because it was an accident. Uh, and no, and, and I knew that things would get better and that I would get through the transition. So look for the gift. Um, also ask yourself, what is the worst that could happen? And really play this through in your mind. So for me, when I quit my job uh, and, and started my, you know, working 100% for me, I thought that the worst that could have happened would be that I'd end up homeless and living on the streets with no food, uh, no water, no one caring about me. And of course, that is ridiculous, right? Um, because I have so many friends and family members who would have opened up their doors for me, right? But I allowed myself to really go there and feel that fear. What would it be like? Oh my gosh, here I am living on the street. Uh, there's no showers and I've got my little styrofoam cup out there hoping to get a quarter and change so I can go buy a candy bar kind of thing. Um, I allowed myself to go there. I really felt it. And then once I had a clear picture of it in my mind, I started poking holes in it. Uh, and I came up with so many different reasons why that particular fear would never become a reality in my life. Uh, I was able to develop a list of options. So for example, I can move in with my mom. My mom would always open up the door for me. I would never have to worry about being homeless as long as my mom is around. I could couch surf with friends in San Francisco. I could go back to work in consulting. So I, I ended up with a whole list of things and What's really funny is that fear of being homeless, right? And out on the streets, when I was dealing with that 18 months ago, I never in my wildest dreams imagined that now I would have a beautiful vacation home and a sanctuary for myself in Guatemala. Uh, you know, homelessness is actually no longer an option because the house is paid for in full. And now if I ever have that fear again, I can add the fact that I have a home to this, this list of things that would tell me that the fear is unfounded. Let me give you another example. So I've been down here in Guatemala for a few weeks now and kind of settling into my sanctuary and making it my home uh, before heading back to San Francisco. And I have a pickup truck down here. It is a 24-year-old Toyota uh, that I've named La Bestia, the beast. Uh, this thing is a workhorse. And the guy who built my house used it for the six months that it took for him to build the house. He drove it every day. Never had a problem. I mean, there were some routine maintenance things, of course. You know, uh, a flat tire had to be fixed. The oil had to be changed, et cetera, but no problems. So fast forward to me coming down here, and as soon as I start driving La Bestia, it just feels like there's problem after problem after problem. It won't start for me. It won't go for me. It won't do anything for me. And yet when the builder drives it, it starts right away. It goes where it needs to go. It can make it up the hill to the house. No problems. And yet I'm having all these problems. And it started to really frustrate me and get me upset to the point where I was questioning, oh my gosh, what did I do? Maybe this whole thing was a big mistake and I should never have built a house down here. And I was seriously questioning my decision uh, to have the house down here. And I, I, I woke up one day uh, and realized that 
actually la bestia was a symbol for another set of fears for me. And that was a fear of safety and security. I mean, I was going through a ton of change. There was so much unknown and, um, it's been a long time since I've driven an old vehicle and had to worry about whether or not I'm going to get from point A to point B. Um, and this idea of security and feeling safe was coming up for me as a fear. Um, so similar as I did with the accident, I really sat with the fear and imagined my worst case scenario. And in my worst case scenario, it's nighttime. I'm driving on these little windy roads here in Guatemala and the car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. There's no people around. It's night. It's of course raining because hello, worst case, I'm not going to want to walk in the rain. And just to make it even more interesting, worst case scenario, there's at least two or three boa constrictors slithering around on the ground, which would make me not want to get out of the car in the first place. So I'm thinking this and I'm seeing it. And before I know it, I am laughing out loud at myself at how ridiculous this fear is right? Because the reality is on the road where I travel 99% of the time between the town I'm in and the big, the big city about half hour away, there's a little town every, I don't know, five minutes and there's street lights. So it's never completely dark and sure it might be raining, but it only rains usually for about 20 minutes. So that's not a big deal. And quite frankly, I've yet to see a boa constrictor on the road. So, um, my fear was completely ridiculous. I poked a whole bunch of holes in it and then came up with solutions on how to overcome it. If the truck ever did break down, I could call friends. I know people in most of the towns between here and the big city, you know, all these options came to me. And, uh, interestingly enough, once I release that fear, now La Bestia starts for me every time. It goes where I want it to go. It never stalls. It never stops. It still shakes and rattles and everything, but it's 24 years old, so I'll, I'll cut it some slack. So, again, shifting our perspective gives us the opportunity to go ahead and see our situation in a new, in a new light. We're going to take another quick break here. Uh, If you have any questions, give us a call at 866-451-1451. When we come back, we're, um, we're going to talk just a little bit more about how we handle change. Stay tuned. MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work at Expect to be Empowered, MJ authored the book Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul with accompanying empowerment cards. She is a Spirit Book of the Year Gold Medal Living Now Book Award winner. And her book is a number one Amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 gold medal winner recognized as the Living Now Spirit Book of the Year. An inspirational speaker, MJ will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life. Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024. 
Global Glory. That's the work of Dr. Marina McLean, COO of Global Glory, whose calling is to serve God. A first-generation British-born Londoner of Jamaican descent, Dr. McLean inherited the hunger for the Word from her father, who was a Bible teacher. Growing up, her home was filled with missionaries from the Caribbean islands and America, and she travels the world preaching the gospel. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and an honorary doctorate of divinity and Christian counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist, and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And today we're talking about endings and beginnings and managing the change in between those two times. Um, One thing I do want to spend just a moment talking about is that there are some people who actually thrive in change and they, they look forward to it. They uh, embrace the positive. Those are people who are definitely role models for those of us who are a little bit more cautious or hesitant about change. But there are also people who, um, who take change, maybe I'm going to say one step further in a, in a negative type of way. So these are the people who like to stir things up and cause chaos. And it's not really change and endings and beginnings per se, but they're creating a lot of drama and, and energy around that drama, uh, to try to get, uh, something that they desire in life. So they're trying to force change. Um, they, they like to keep things different. They want to keep people on their toes, et cetera. So if that should happen again, continue to practice recognizing what the situation is and actually determining if that situation really impacts you as much as you might think it is. I mean, when there's a lot of drama swirling around, we tend to get sucked into it and take on more than maybe really is ours in the first place. So if you can step away from that, step back, uh, try to look objectively at the situation and say, is this really something that is an ending and beginning in my life? Or is this drama that someone else is bringing in, uh, that I have unconsciously stepped into and could now step away from. So keep that in mind. So we've talked a lot today about managing the change, uh, just kind of in summary in the last few minutes that we have today, we talked about how change can be stressful, but shifting our perspective can really help a lot. It allows us to see the opportunities that are in front of us while, uh, releasing what is leaving, uh, on a more positive note. When we look for the gift and the positive in the transition, uh, we can start to see how this change, this ending and beginning is helping us grow and evolve as a person. We can see where the growth opportunities are and we can see how we have strength within us or skills or capabilities that perhaps we weren't aware of. We can see how those are coming forward at this time and helping us navigate the change. And when we look at the change as an ending and a beginning, it gives us the opportunity to honor the past as well as honor whatever the future is that is coming in for us. 
One thing that I tell my clients is to consider holding a ceremony to release the past, to honor it and to thank it, and also call in whatever the future is that's coming in. I do this all the time with clients, for example, who are looking to sell their home, right? That's a big change. There's a lot of stress with with the sale of a home, Uh, not just the fact that you're leaving something that's been your sanctuary for a long time, but then you've got people walking through and critiquing everything. You've got all of the legal stuff going on. It's a stressful time. Um, But if you stop and pause and go through the house and maybe you do something as simple as saying, this is the memory I I most associate with this room. This, This is the positive memory I most associate with the kitchen, with the dining room, with the living room, et cetera, and thank the house and then call in the energy of the person who's going to love the house as much, if not more than you. It's a great way to honor the change and then move forward. So allow yourself to feel your emotions. Don't become a slave to them. Uh, And if fear is present, take the time to be with your fear. Name it, feel it, live it out in your mind, and then come up with solutions to the worst case scenario. So I want to thank you all for listening today. Uh, Please visit my website, spiritevolution.co. I've got some more articles on change and managing the change. Uh, You might also want to check out my online course there, uh, which includes how to transition through your life to the life that you really want to live. If you wanted to ask me a question this week but didn't have time, uh, email me your questions at admin at spiritevolution.com, and we will answer them next week. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.